0: Welcome. My name is Lee Hopkins. My pronouns are he, him, his, and you're listening to the Patterns of Possibility podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to helping you replace harmful patterns with new possibilities. In each episode, we explore topics that inspire confidence, direction, and resilience. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about what to do when you encounter a person who is always right. That is, anyone else that they're talking to is wrong, only they have the answer. It can leave you tense after a conversation. By the end of this episode, you're going to learn why some people just have to be the only ones in the room that are right and how to handle these conversations when you get into them so that you don't leave feeling tense. You leave feeling just as good and empowered as you went in. Are you ready? Let's go. When was the last time you encountered someone who said that they are right, their word is it, and anything that you say is completely invalid? I'll bet it wasn't too far in the distant past because we just had this huge election and we still have people with opposing views trying to convince each other why they are right and why the other person is completely wrong. Everything they say goes. People who try to belittle you, tell you that you're wrong and that they're always right, Are doing something that I call right-sizing. Right-sizing is not just telling you how right they are, but it is also about them putting you in your place. It's also about making you the right size, smaller than what they are. Right-sizing can be accomplished in a myriad of ways, with insults, with degradation, but by telling you that you're wrong about something you truly believe in, it would get you invested in what they say. So right-sizing by telling you that you're wrong and they're right is the most effective. And that's why we're going to talk about that more than any other way to right-size you. For some reason, when it comes to challenging your beliefs, you get really riled up. No one can tell you what's right and wrong. That's for you to decide. The next thing you know, you're fuming. You feel belittled, attacked, and really small. Well, you're being right-sized. The reason why it frustrates you so much when you enter those kind of conversations is because you want to be heard. You want your point to be acknowledged. When someone is just trying to be right, they're bulldozing over you. They're telling you that your point of view is absolutely null and void. And actually they're not even recognizing that you have a voice and a point and an opinion. Being right-sized can come out of nowhere. You could be having a regular conversation about any old thing. The next thing you know, you're locked in some kind of conflict, arguing about who's right and who's wrong or while you're right and defending yourself. It's ridiculous. But if you know what to look for, you can move your way out of that. When I look back at my life, I could point out so many conversations in which someone tried to right size me and were completely successful at that. Here's one of them. I was hanging out with one of my partners and we were just chilling, having a good time. I had some conversation, talking, and slowly our conversation dies down. And I'm thinking, oh no, what can I do to stimulate this conversation? Um, hey, I've got a random factoid. You wanna hear it? There are 30 something Janus words in the English language. And they're like, what the heck are Janus words? Hmm, that's a positive response. It seems like they're interested. Janus words are words that have two meanings and each one is an opposite of the other one. There's a cleave. Cleave means to cut and it also means to attach. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that cool? They're kind of impressed. I think it's interesting. So they go ahead and look it up on their phone just to see if there's more words. And they say, wait a minute, it's not a Janus word. That's what Wikipedia says. It's auto antonym. What? I'm actually stunned kind of confused first of all this was my factoid that I knew up and down but even though I know this factoid that comment made me feel a little insecure so I decided I'm gonna look it up myself I know what a Janus word is and sometimes Wikipedia is just wrong so I hop on Wikipedia and I see exactly what I thought I would see Janus word and I'm relieved but I also see autoantonym so it looks like you're right they also call it an auto antonym i didn't know that Hmm. but it's also a janus word so then they respond with why are you saying it that way that's not how you pronounce it it's a janus word i'm stunned again um no it's a janus word that's how you pronounce it no it's a janus word no i mean it looks like it is spelled that way but It's Janus word, that's how you pronounce it. And we go back and forth on this. If you're a regular listener of the show, then you know how the conversation turned out. We yelled, we screamed, we did all that stuff until we couldn't talk to each other anymore. I was shocked, I could not believe it. They missed the whole point of the factoid. It's supposed to be interesting and fun, not a competition. I'm trying to bring life into our conversation. I'm trying to pick it up a little bit. And then I found myself pleading my case. No, it's a Janus word. That just sunk the entire conversation. And I was trying to think on their side too. I was trying to understand their point of view. The motivation to make themselves right is something that I can kind of understand. Being right feels good, doesn't it? Do you remember when you were in school and you raise your hand, the teacher would call on you and you give the right answer and they're like, very good, Timmy. You feel ecstatic. You feel special. You feel important. I get that. What confuses me, though, is that I did acknowledge that it's also known as an but that didn't seem to be enough for them. Then they made up something so they could point out how I was wrong. I was disappointed that we couldn't make a connection over this it turned into contention. It's only after looking back at that conversation, I can tell that I was being right-sized simply because both of us had the right answer. When people right-size, they're chasing that feeling. They're chasing that kind of validation, but they're only getting validation from themselves. They're not getting validation from anybody else. for the most part, they're not listening to anyone else. They're tuning everyone else out just to make sure that they're right. Their comment caught me completely off guard and I fell right into it, arguing about something that didn't really seem to matter. I missed the fact that they started to right-size me. It seemed to come out of nowhere, so it's best to be prepared for it. The best way to prepare for right-sizing is mental preparation. You have to know that when you enter a conversation in which you're going to be right-sized or it's happening to you, that there is something more important than the conversation that's happening right now. There's something more important to you than being right and that is making a connection with this person not only do you want to leave with your self-esteem but you also want to raise theirs on the way out and there's a way to do that because does it really matter if the person in front of you believes everything that you say you know it's true even though they don't believe in your truth doesn't make it any less true for you Winning over them is not worth the high blood pressure that you're going to get from this conversation. It's not worth the argument that you're going to have. You're going to lose peace of mind trying to win this person over when at the end of the day, your opinion and the effect that you're going to have on this one person is not as important as you might think. That's because there's a huge difference between winning over and making a connection. It's the same as agreeing versus understanding. Forcing an agreement is not connection. It's simply someone placating you, telling you that you're right, telling you that you're correct, just because they feel like that's what you want to hear and they want to get it over with. In their heart of hearts, they're not going to agree with you. They're going to walk away from the conversation and continue believing what they believe before they started talking to you. So why even go through the effort of making yourself so upset to get your point across? There's no point to it. Resilient people know that. Resilient people know that there's something else to be gained, and that's the connection. You're not trying to win them over your side by forcing an agreement. You are going to win them over by creating a connection. That way, everyone feels good, and you get to pat yourself on the back because you did that, you facilitated that. Here's how you create that connection with someone who wants to right-size you. The first thing you must do is recognize that no matter what you say or do, their answer must be more correct than yours. It would make them more satisfied to make you wrong. When you're confident in who you are and what you believe, you automatically become resilient against right-sizing. Right-sizing only works if you doubt yourself and believe that you are wrong. For example, 45 is never wrong. He will never tell you that he's wrong, ever. His method is to simply ignore the naysayers. But there's something out there that's more powerful than just ignoring the people that are talking to you. You must believe that two things are true. They're not going to change your mind, and you're not going to change their mind. Know that the purpose of the conversation isn't really even to change your mind. The purpose of the conversation for them is to feel good because they've got something right. And because they're right, they're better than you. Just know this going in the conversation is that their goal is to raise their self-esteem by standing up on you. And your goal is to raise your self-esteem, but not by standing on them. Here's how you're gonna do it. When someone tries to right-size you, remember that their goal is to make you feel small. You will only feel small if you believe in what they say. Recognize that that is the purpose of their conversation. They don't care about making a connection with you or having a deep conversation about the subject. They just care about raising their self-esteem to be the smart one, to be the better one. They're gonna do what it takes to leave the conversation feeling better than when they came in the conversation. So what you're gonna do is give them that feeling. Help them get to that point by validating their point of view. It might be tough, but you can do it. If you just think back to that episode, agreement versus understanding, understanding is not agreement. And this is where it comes in handy right here. Let them know that you understand their point of view. Be absolutely sure not to let them know that you don't agree with it. And also don't expect them to care about your point of view. Don't expect them to care about understanding you. That's not going to happen. Now I know that might seem like you're just throwing in the towel, but you're not. Here's what's happening. They can't right size you because they're not making you feel small. You're really okay with whatever they're saying. You realize that it's BS and it has nothing to do with you. You're not having a real conversation. They're just trying to step on you. And soon as you realize that, None of what they say matters. Their point of view doesn't matter. All the energy you put into trying to change their mind doesn't matter because they were never going to budge in the first place. When you demonstrate that you understand their point of view, they believe that you are agreeing with them because they cannot tell the difference between agreement and understanding. So they walk out of the conversation thinking that they're right. And this time, it's not your expense. You know that it was never really about you has nothing to do with you so instead of letting them step on you you gave them a little boost if I were to apply this to the conversation I had with my partner all that time ago I'd say something like yeah so I looked it up and sure enough you're right it is an auto antonym that's so interesting but it also says that it's a Janus word and then they tell me that I'm pronouncing it wrong am am I really let me see it doesn't look like I'm pronouncing it wrong they continue to insist that I'm pronouncing it wrong right here is why I recognize that there is there's nothing to gain by pushing my correctness on them this person is still going to be angry at me they're still gonna find something that they're better than me at so instead of wasting all my energy trying to convince them of something that they don't care about I'm going to end the conversation. It's a Janus word. Okay. Well, I guess I didn't know I was pronouncing it wrong. Thanks for that. End scene. If you're losing your mind right now, come back, bring it back, bring it back. Let that resilience kick in. Because at the end of the day, when I think about it, I want to have a connection with this person. I don't want to fight. I want to avoid that as much as possible. And since I have the skill and the ability to, I will. Also, know that the word, just because they say that it's pronounced incorrectly, it's not pronounced incorrectly. Nothing is going to change. The world is not going to fall apart. Is your ego that big that you have to be correct? Or are you more interested in being connected? If you find that your ego is huge and you can't help yourself, try thinking about it this way. You give so much agency to them over you when you try to control what they say because they cannot be controlled. They can say whatever they want. And if they realize that you're getting upset by their words and they like that, they can continue to do that. Don't give anybody that kind of agency over you. Be more resilient and also recognize if that person has to say the right thing to you, you are right sizing and we know how to deal with you. My name is Lee Hopkins, my pronouns are he, him, his, and you have been listening to the Patterns of Possibility podcast. Thanks for listening. I'll see you in two weeks.